this is Fred Vogel from Toe Tag, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sick on Cinema. I am one half of your high art photographers, John. Oh, I'm your other half, Matt. Always oh, got one plan, boy. <laughs> Swinging out the gate, shooting. Bah, 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 bah. I'm glad you've got so much energy going with you. Right not really. Now. I'm just kind of faking it. You just faking it. Tired as hell. I'm, a, I'm. I'm so tired. I can't even fake it. <laughs> I got home literally like 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Right. So how you doing, man? <laughs> I've been better, man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I've right. been I've been better. What are we talking about today? <laughs> did you not did you not say how you were? Oh, I'm I'm shit, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're not gonna talk about how everything is going with us, so we're just gonna get into these damn movies because uh, no, our, we'll, life, life sucks. We'll talk a little bit before okay. we get into the movies. I just like to start out and you know giving everybody a little heads up of what we're gonna be talking about. We're covering obsession. Movies about killers who have obsessions. Yes. And those films are Bag Boy, Lover Boy. Classic Blues. And Star Time. Yes. And, you know, we talked about it earlier. This is a little bit of a spoiler for our discussions coming down the road. One of my favorite episodes of Spread Forever. Yeah, this has been probably the best episode we've done. Probably since maybe the episode we did Miss 45 on, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I really love doing the revenge films, too. Oh, yeah. But there was multiple things about this one. Like, everything went so smoothly. Like, I got through all three films easily. Yeah, no problem. No problem. No interruptions. No bullshit of having to delay shit. I had a few interruptions during Star Time, but that was mostly just goofing, goofing off. Mm-hmm. But in the movies were super enjoyable, so it was just like... Just an easy episode yeah. to get ready for. What does I feel like we've went we we kind of went through a little bit of a a good rut recently? Yeah. Well, you know the in all honesty, the Nakatsu episode was a little. It was a little. Off. We had some shit come up that caused the episode to get delayed, and yeah, you know, the, I like all three of the movies, but at the same time, when they're that similar, mm. it's easy to kind of be like, all right, I've kind of seen this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <sighs> yeah, that's true. Even though I did like all three movies. But, I uh, like two of them, but that's not the point. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> um, well, that's like two episodes behind us. or No, it's just episode. one episode. Oh, shit. Where you been? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But before we get into everything, as always, we get our plugs done right at the top. If you would like to send us some questions, comments, and concerns, you can do that at sickoncinema at gmail.com. Yes. You can also follow us on all the social medias. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all sick on cinema, easy to find. And Twitter is dead ass. Twitter's pretty much dead ass. But hey, if you if you go on there and you give us a like, maybe it'll come back. <laughs> maybe it'll maybe we'll come back. <laughs> like it, it's crazy that the YouTube channel has been up less time, right? Yeah. And that one's updated way more. 
in all honesty, uh, Instagram is the place. Instagram is the place to get to us. That's where we do our the majority of our uh, discussions and everything. Because and the Twitter app is pretty shit. I just don't like Twitter in general, really. Twitter's a cesspool of garbage. <laughs> well, I don't know about all that, but... It's pretty bad, John. It's kind of shit. But, ultimately, I just like Instagram better. So, if you want to keep up with the show, that is the best place to do it, is Instagram. Well, honestly, when it comes to social media, the only two I'm ever on, really, is Instagram and Snapchat. Right. I hate Facebook. I don't get on Snapchat as much as... You used to. Yeah. Just not... Nobody's posting on there anymore. It's starting to get a little viney. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, they're in the late days of Vine when everybody was just, like... Dead ass. Done. They were just done with it. They are moving on to whatever was the next big thing. Musically died recently. Thank God. You say that. But look what happened to Vine. They all came to YouTube. It's true. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> but, yeah. Sick on Cinema. Gmail. Instagram. Twitters. We don't have a Snapchat. We ain't got nothing else. I mean, why, why why would we have a Snapchat for that? You can't kick us. We don't have a kick. You can't shout us or tout. What was the WWE thing? Oh, that? tout. Yeah. That, well, does that they still, still do that? Do they? These they're talking about it recently. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's a tout? And then it popped up. I was like, oh, that thing. <laughs> tout us out. That <laughs> Snapchat rip off. <laughs> and if you want us to uh, to get. More views and more listens and more eyes upon the and ears upon the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. All you gotta do is give us that beautiful five star rating, and uh, you can spread the word on mm-hmm. social media if you'd like to. You don't have to. Don't have to. We're not asking. It's not an obligation. No, but, but we would really like it if you're listening and you enjoy five stars. Review it. We would say the Meltzer, but Meltzer's a dick right now. Yeah, right now Meltzer's in some hot water. So a bug just committed suicide. Yeah, I saw that. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Currently F Wow. Am I having a stroke? Maybe. Got a little twinge in the back of my head. F T D M. Yeah. F Dave Meltzer. But anyways, yeah, that was fun. That was a fun little in the moment thing that no one will ever remember. That was a fun little back of my head stroke. Oh my god. Um So how you been? Uh do you want to get into it? Uh, well, I can tell you how I've been. <laughs> I hate my job. <laughs> I'm not the big, the world's biggest fan of mine either. Without getting into it too much, I work at a retail store. Yeah. Retail sucks in general. It's just a terrible existence. Mm-hmm. You have to be insane to enjoy it. Because you have to deal with idiots. <laughs> idiots who, as soon as the door comes open, instead of trying to find what they're looking for, they just come in, Hey! Yo, got alcohol? I'm like, yeah, it's at the beginning of aisle 11. Okay. Where's that at? <laughs> oh, dang. I'm not getting behind this register. After buying this register, you're going to find that damn alcohol yourself. <laughs> you dumb old fuck. <laughs> it's the kind of day I've had today, Matt. Um, register went down for about 30 minutes. We were only have one register and a line full of people getting irritated, even though it's like, we only got one register, you shits. Deal with it. But they're looking at you like, come on, go on. Oh, with my my job recently, um, inspection is coming up when it comes to the, you know this janitorial job I have. Mm-hmm. So we had to clean literally everything. Clean it all, baby. I had to take a broom to the the, the, the fucking ceiling. I well, I do that in my own room. 
Huh? I do that in my own room. No, no, no. You don't understand. There's these, like, vents on the on the ceiling. Yeah. We have to, like, scrape all those out. Well, yeah. And... She's probably just doing that anyways. I've never in my life had to take a broom to a wall. You trying to give somebody black lung? Leaving all the dirt up in them vents? <laughs> you go have them damn coal miner lungs. Coal miner lungs. Big bu- dust bunnies looking down. I'm like, I'm coming for those lungs. <laughs> I'm gonna crawl up in them, and I'm, well, gonna, I'm the one that it falls onto. I'm gonna crawl up in them lungs, and I'm gonna embed myself under the walls, and you're gonna get freaking mesophilioma. <laughs> Is that a lung thing? I don't know. I don't, hold on, <laughs> keep the people entertained. I don't care that much. Okay. Well, anyway, it was just like literally like the most detail the we I've had to do since cleaning there, and it was yeah. just. It could be worse. I mean, it, it, get, it could be. You could have some person who, like, doesn't even know how to use their own debit card by back the, in your lineup. By the way, I'm sure my friend would not mind me telling the story. Um, He almost got fired recently. Oh, yeah? Would you like to hear what he did? I guess so. If the, if the listeners give a shit, they're probably like, get to the movies! <laughs> well, yeah. You can tell. Go ahead. Well, it, it, it does with someone who was on the podcast recently, our well, friend Doug. Oh, I don't know if you wanted to give his name. He was he was on. I know, but I don't know if you wanted to like like call him they out. They don't know who he is. Yeah, but you're calling him out. <laughs> Go for it. Go ahead, tell the story. <laughs> I guess we can like put a bleep there. And... I ain't bleeping shit. You gonna tell a story? <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> he almost got fired because uh, he went up to his boss and he's like, "I gotta leave early because I have ligma." And his boss was like, "He's like, what is that?" He's like, "Ligma balls," and he gave him a death stare. <laughs> he didn't. I swear, he has the ride up and everything. He got rode up. Yeah, <laughs> he got rode up, and like everything else was marked off. And, and it said ligma. Yeah, is this ligma on his yeah. ride up? On his ride up, it says told me to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> pretty much asking what ligma was. He's and he said quote unquote ligma balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he would love for me to tell this story. Oh my god. What? <laughs> Can't even believe he and did that. Then he that. went on vacation. <laughs> he going to have a damn job when he comes back. That's amazing, though. Honestly. I figured it, he wouldn't mind that much if I, if I tell that story. If not, I'm just going to get sued. Jesus Christ. One other thing before we get into the movies, a shout out. Because this will go up on Friday. Yeah. Sunday at 2 o'clock. Is when the doors open. Four o'clock, I think, is bell time. <laughs> We're going to be there at like all day. Yeah, we'll be shooting a documentary. Um, NGW, if you're a wrestling fan and you live in the East Tennessee area or close to it, you need to make your way down to Knoxville, Tennessee, the convention center, and enjoy some of the best wrestling this side of the country has to offer you, honestly. Yeah. I mean, this is honestly as, star- as stacked as any like PWG or. Anything like that, yeah. AAW or Beyond or anything like that. And it's NGW Presents Uncivil War, a co-branded show with Impact Wrestling. Like some of the names is like Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan, Moose, Moose Eddie Fox, Edwards, Rich Swan, uh, Matt Cross, Matt Cross. Uh, T, uh, Trevor Lee. Trevor Lee, yeah. So, you know, if you're a wrestling fan and you can get to Knoxville, Tennessee, it is highly recommended. That yes. you come and enjoy the show. Just wanted to give him a shout out. Also, because we'll be there. And next week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we will be at Indianapolis, Indiana's Horror Hound Weekend. 
So if you want to come up and meet us, um, you have to figure out what we look like. You could just. Oh, anyway, it doesn't really matter that much. But if you if you can find, we've us. said it. I'm Bacano eighty nine. You're what DBZ fan ninety nine. Yeah. So you can find our Instagram page and see what we look like. And if you see us walking around, like, hey, I listen to Sick on Cinema. These these motherfucking bugs. <laughs> just ignore the bugs. I'm trying to, but they're just flying around. Being you got a weird fear of bugs. I'm, I'm not afraid of these bastards. I just don't want them in here. Well, clearly, you don't, I don't know how they got in here. I'm just like, oh, there's something flying around my face. And you're like, <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. I like bugs. Transitioning to something else scary. Movies. All right. Okay, let's get to the Here we the go. 11 minutes in, oh, and we're finally starting to talk about movies. Is it 11 minutes in? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> this will be a two hour episode. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Tonight's theme is obsessions. Yes. All three of these movies have a central character. It's all three of your character studies, I would say. Who stop looking at the bugs? <laughs> <laughs> you pissing me off. You just tell the damn. I'm trying, and you're just like, <sighs> I'm. I'm just looking at the bug. Because you're freaking out. You want to open it up and come close to you. I, I'm okay. I just. Anyways. <laughs> The central character is, uh, you know, nice way to put it, not all there. <laughs> Maybe a little off, if you will. <laughs> Maybe an understatement. And uh, they become obsessed with something that drives them to Moira. To um... <laughs> All right. Moira. Evil. Evil, evil. <laughs> Anyways. Sued. We start in 1992. Which is probably the oldest movie yes. out of all of these. Yes, very, yes, yes. Uh, with a little gem that I had never heard of until the mighty Vinegar Syndrome released it on Blu-ray. And God bless Vinegar Syndrome, because they constantly put out shit I never even heard of. Yeah. And it immediately, like, that was good. <laughs> that was really <laughs> good. And sometimes they put out Nightmare Sisters, which is not good. But hey, Forever Nightmare Sisters... There is a star time. Yes. Star time tells the story of our lead character named Henry, who, again, not all there. A <laughs> little off. He's a little in his own world. If you will. If you yeah. will. And uh, <laughs> he, um, his favorite show, what is it? The, the Robertson Family. The Robertson Family, yes. I watched this very You watched it today, yeah, right. Yeah. It's canceled. And this pushes him beyond the limit of being able to handle it, and he decides to kill himself. So he climbs on top of the Bit building. Much for a TV show, I think. But yeah, but again, he's you know. I understand he's not all there. Yeah, but he's a little handicapped, if you will. Is that politically correct to say? <laughs> I, think, I think you just. I think you just got this podcast blackballed. <laughs> That's all right. We'll be all right. <laughs> oh shit! We talk about rape movies. <laughs> that gets us blackballed in hell. What's going on? We are living in today's society. That's true. Anyways, <laughs> he decides to kill himself. He climbs on top of this building to jump. When all of a sudden, this mysterious man named Sam. Sam Bones. Sam Bones. Begins to kind of talk to him and be like, you know, what's the world going to do without you? You know, kind of convincing him that maybe he can be a star. Yeah. So he joins forces with Sam, who Sam christens him with this baby mask. It's pretty creepy. It's really creepy. And he has the best crazy eyes. Yeah, he does. And this hatchet. And lo and behold, he kind of begins to make his 
name known as he begins to pick people off one by one while this uh, social worker yes. begins to try to get him back into reality. And that um, is star time. Like, at the very beginning, one of the one an awesome quote is he's like, oh, be a winner. Yeah. Like that, yeah, he constantly says that. Be a winner. Play the lottery. <laughs> Play the, what was it, the lottery of... The lottery of life, right? Pretty much is, is what, what he's, he's saying, getting at, but it's yeah. more of a sophisticated term for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with this microphone if you don't stop paying attention to those damn bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the movie, you know... Probably would get a lot of flack just to the fact that like the cover is what it is. Like the original covers, like him with the baby mask and yeah. a bloody hatchet, and you know standing at the Hollywood Hills. And I'm sure some people would see that and be like, "Oh, cool, a slasher." Yeah. And they rent it and watch it, and they don't get a slasher. In fact, there's basically no gore in this movie. There's a yeah, very right. little. There's like some aftermath gore. That's it. And there really is no on-screen kills. No. Like, all the screen kills take place off screen. So, I'm sure some people were immensely disappointed when they <laughs> when they saw that. However, if you watch it for what it is, which is a very interesting character study of this guy who, you know, his life is television. Like, he lives for the TV. Yeah. Then you get this very, very interesting, just, you know, almost like the 90s version of, like, Maniac or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Without the gore, of course. You know what I mean? Or Taxi Driver. That's what I would compare this to more than any slashers, like Taxi Driver. Mm. You're just watching this guy slowly but surely get unhinged and delve deeper and deeper into this like fantasy world of television. It's him going down his own mental downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Like there's a great part where Sam like takes him into this room of TVs, and it's this woman, and she's like, you know, do you love me? Do you love me? you know, you love no one else but me? And the way I always took that was like Henry is like. Confessing his love to television, not this woman yeah, yeah. on the screen, but for television, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's obsessed with it, you know. When he's when he's gonna kill himself, he records himself and sends it to his caseworker, who which views it on a television screen. Exactly, you know that. It's just really interesting. You're talking about too, like it kind of being ahead of its time. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of people I think would like to regard a lot of you know major crimes that happen in, you know, around the world to, to deal with, you know, your 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. To just one, get your name out there no, no matter what it costs. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a bit of ahead of its time in that fact because, you know, that happens so much nowadays. Yeah. We're a lot, you, you know, a lot of your famous mass murderers and killers, yeah. you know, in particular, look at um, was it Mark David Chapman, the man who killed yeah. John Lennon, he wanted to be famous. You know, I mean that's even with the, the Columbine kids. Yeah, like I mean, sorry, <laughs> um, <laughs> we hit you with a boomerang. <laughs> I mean, they were obsessed with movies like The Matrix and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they want they they went down this downward spiral where they. It led to what they were doing. I think that's a little different, though. I think that's a little too simplified for the Columbine murders. Well, I'm not going to spend the, the entire podcast talking about the Columbine murders. Yeah, but, you know, I get what you're getting at, but at the same time, like, this is a little different than that, I feel like. I mean, yeah, but... Getting into, like, some of the, you know, the little things, little pieces that make this movie good, you know, the first thing I'm struck with is the soundtrack. It's very odd. 
the movie itself is very odd. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It has an immensely, like, surreal feel to it, like, a very dream-like atmosphere, where, like, people seem to be able to just, like, move locations super fast, and, like, the way things are shot just add this, like, very odd atmosphere, and the music really adds to that, I feel like. At well, times, it's immensely jazzy. Yeah. Well, at other times, it almost feels like something out of a, a Charles Band movie, like Richard Band soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that like you know, kind of puppet mastery. There's moments where it's almost like circus sounding. Yeah, which another movie would does that as well. When we get to that, yeah. Um, but I was, I was gonna say that my brain just like <laughs> if you stop looking at the bugs, we'd be all right. <laughs> another thing about the movie that I think sets it apart, like the acting. Yeah, uh, Henry in particular, the man who the guy who plays him does such a great job. He's so, like, innocent-looking yeah. in his eyes. You know what I mean? He makes himself look extremely innocent when we know, you know, something's going on. Yeah. Well, the, the, you know, it's a big part of, like, you know, if you don't understand what you're doing is wrong, then can you be held responsible for it mm-hmm. kind of thing? And I think that's an interesting thing about this film as well because he's very naive. He's almost childlike even though he's yeah. older. You know, and he talks in TV terms. You know, he's like, hey, Wendy, baby, how you doing? You know? Mm-hmm. Because that's all he knows. is television. Yeah. And, the, like I said, the guy who plays him does such a good job, but he has such, like, like, there's such a change. Like, he has a very naive, innocent look, and then he puts the baby mask on, and then he has that wild, yeah. crazy look in his eyes, you know? Yeah. And I love, too, like, working in, you know, all the, like, little pieces of television, you know, the dialogue mm. in Henry and Sam is this very, very scripted feeling. It doesn't feel natural. It's because it's, you know... It's supposed to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the guy who plays Sam, Bones, does an amazing job as oh, well. Yeah. Sam Bones, uh, his character is so... It's so eerie. Because mm-hmm. like, he's, he's like this... Because he's in the movie a lot, of course. Yes. But he's very, like, when he when he's on screen... He takes control. Mm-hmm. And he's very manic. Yeah. Like, he's up and down in his, like, emotions. Like, at times he's, like, very happy, and then, like, he becomes immensely, like, frustrated with Henry. You know, and, like, he's yeah. constantly, like, hanging suicide over Henry's head. You know, and he's, like, at this point he's like, well, I guess if you couldn't do it, I guess we're just going to drive back up and... Yeah, and go back to that ledge. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, very interesting. And, and too, like, the movie does a great job of constantly, like, keeping you confused. Like, is this real? Is, is this reality? Or is this all in Henry's head? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How much of this is real and how much of it is? And that adds to that surrealistic. And, like, it'll shift time, too. Like, it'll move forward and backward in time. Also, another thing that, that you could make an argument for that it's ahead of its time is... The focus on materialism in the movie, yeah, because a lot of it has to do with television. Mm-hmm. But you can apply that to today's society with like cell phones and. Well, also too, you, you know, it's a good point. Like, it was a big deal about Sam's house, yeah, being very elaborate and big. You know, mm-hmm. making your splash, yeah, yeah, getting noticed, getting fame. You know, I mean, even Henry, like, his character wears a this, obviously like. Creepy mask. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if he necessarily needed all of that. Yeah, 
but it but it you know it gets it's you an noticed. Iconic look as, as well, but yeah, well, yeah, but also it's, it gets you noticed. You know, yeah, it's like bam, the baby face killer. Mm-hmm. You know, perfect. Now he has a moniker, right? But yeah, like I said, I'm sure some people rented this movie back in the day and was like, "It's not slasher. It's not slasher. What the hell is this? You know, what I mean, this is boring as shit." <laughs> but honestly, like I, I don't know. The movie has just a great surreal atmosphere to it. It's very bizarre. I mean, I can understand during the beginning a little bit. There's a little some moments that kind of mm-hmm. drag, but it, that's just the movie building. Yeah. Well, to me, a movie like this lynches on its characters. Yeah. And the performances of the people playing the characters. If any of them are weak or not interesting, then it falls apart because that's what it's all about. Yeah. And in this movie, it succeeds because all three of your leads are very, very likable, or not necessarily likable, but they're all relatable and under you know, like you're into them. Just the trend with all these movies, but we'll yeah, get to that. yeah, exactly. Again, if you're doing a movie where it's a character study, your characters have to be good. They have to be good, and Sam, Wendy, and Henry are all three very interesting characters. Because I remember when we first watched this movie, because we actually watched this movie previously, yeah, throughout the year, sometime mm-hmm. about exactly two months ago, two three months ago, something like that. Um, and I, I remember when it started. And I realized, oh wait, this isn't going to be a slasher movie. Yeah, I was taking it back at first. I was like, whoa, this is not what I thought it was going to be. But I was like, oh, I, I was a little bit worried at first because I was like, is this going to go down a route that's just going to be, you know, just a failed character study? Of, mm-hmm. Like, to put it, just just to say it, and it succeeded quite well. <laughs> yeah, you know, ultimately, to me, it's like. I think the movie's more interesting that it didn't go down the straight slasher. Yeah. You know, the early 90s was a real cesspool of bad gimmicky slashers. Oh, you know, oh. there's gems here and there like any other decade, but there's also stuff like Dr. Giggles, which some people like Dr. Giggles, but that's just never been my... Yeah. You know, I'm not super into like the very, 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 very cheesy slashers, you know? <laughs> like your uh, later Friday the 13th? No, no not Friday the 13th. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Street, yeah. Sorry. Like, I like a little grimness. Like, you can be goofy. Yeah. But you gotta give something else, you know what I mean? That's like with some of the Friday the 13th movies, there's moments where it's, like, goofy. Like, when he smashes the guy's face up against the tree. and It's a smiley face. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> it is funny. I like it, but, you know. But I feel like there's moments where it's, like, actually, like, a little more grim to it. I yeah. Guess. But, like, to, like, I was very pleasantly surprised when Star Time started. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of something unique and different, you know. It's always nice to find a little hidden gem in the rough. And that's what I'm saying about Vinegar Syndrome. Like, movies like this and Liquid Sky, which I'm sure we'll cover one day. Yeah. And uh, um, Hellbent, that's another one, which is like, I'd like to cover it as well. Movies I never really heard of until they put them out, and then you watch them and you're like, whoa, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never heard of this, and it's it's freaking amazing. It's really good, you know. Anything else you would like to... Talk about with Star Time before we move on. They do mention the word show business a lot in this movie. Well, yeah, but that's what it's all about. Like, you know, and that's an interesting thing, too, because, like, you know, it easily could have went down the road where, like, Henry thought everything in TV was real, but Henry knows TV isn't real. Yeah. You know? But He knows it's a show business, but, you know, he's willing to do whatever it takes to get in there. He wants to be a star. That's yeah. why the movie's called Star Time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's about all I really have to say about this one without spoiling anything. Yeah. Which, I mean, 
you can kind of guess what's happening in the movie. It's there, not the there's easiest. There's some twists and turns on there. There's some twists. It's not the hardest movie to figure out, though. No. It's not like the twist is going to happen. You're like, holy shit, you know. It's not like there's going to be a twist like High Tension that's just going to... Well, good. <laughs> well, I'm talking yeah. about good twists. <laughs> I'm talking about movies that when the twist happens, you're like, damn, what? You know? I'm trying to think of a movie that's like... the like... Sixth Synth. Like <laughs> when, when that twist happens, you're like, what the hell? I got to watch it again to see if I notice, you know? Yeah. You can kind of figure out from the get to the go what's happening. But it doesn't hurt the movie at all. Yeah. It just kind of makes it fun. You know what I mean? Like, how's this link up? How's this going to go? And the ending is kind of a weird little surreal moment where you're like, you know, there's a couple ways of looking at it. There's a few things you can interpret through the film's ending, which I think is really cool. <laughs> it is really cool. I think Star Time is definitely worth anybody's time. Yeah, I would say so. I say pick it up, give mm-hmm. it a watch. Give Vinegar some money. Yeah, give them some They had a money. very beautiful slipcover edition of it, which I do have. But I don't know if that's in print or out of print. Oh, okay. I know you can get the Blu-ray. Yeah, you, your cover was really cool. It is cool. I love it. Vinegar Syndrome, one more thing before we move on to the next movie. Vinegar Syndrome, you got a bug on your face. <laughs> 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 Anyways, Vinegar Syndrome. <laughs> Vinegar Syndrome. See, I don't like bugs. <laughs> they just fly around and they're just nuisances. Vinegar Syndrome makes the absolute best slip covers just absolutely gorgeous slip covers oh yeah like they're thick cardboard <laughs> thick and sometimes they'll do both art on both sides instead of doing like a description on the back of it and there's always like they're either embossed or lenticular or something freaking liquid skies day glow for god's sakes <laughs> they're just immaculate the slip covers from vinegar syndrome are next level Oh, yeah. Everybody else needs to step your damn game up. Get on Vinegar Syndrome's level. Step your goddamn game up. But from one company I love to another. <laughs> <laughs> we move to... Made in 2014, released in 2017. A little piece of new... Bringing back that New York sleaze. Oh, shit. We have Bag Boy. Lover Boy. Yeah, this movie is... Uh... It's different. <laughs> it's different. Um, and again, God bless Severn Films. Like I think Bag Boy, Lover Boy would have found its way. I think yeah. it would have eventually found distribution and got out there. But Severn is such a cult company. You know what I mean? That, you know, mostly pick up retro titles. But to pick up something contemporary, it really piques a lot of people's interest, like myself, who are like, whoa, you know, Vendor, you know Severn doesn't do old movie or new movies what yeah. is this you know let me check this out what is this shit yeah and then like you watch it and you're like oh well of course they picked this up because <laughs> this fits perfectly into their catalog you know because right. <laughs> it has the same sleaze and weirdness that Severin does you know seeks out so well yeah so bad boy lover boy tells the story of Albert good old Albert well uh where do you think Albert's from that's the one thing I've been always been trying to figure out I don't, he I definitely don't has know. an accent. He has an accent, but I don't know what kind of accent. It seems is. like an Eastern European kind of accent to me, like <laughs> s- like Germany or somewhere around there. You know what I mean? Maybe like Sweden. Maybe in like your Austria. Areas. Austria area. He definitely has that uh, accent. Not like a super super thick accent, but, but it's like one of his parents may have. Yeah, but you that. can definitely tell that he's not initially from America. You know. No. He is not. But he is your lonely, odd hot dog vendor 
works he, in this. You feel sorry for him. Yeah, you know. Because He's kind of just your, you know, deadbeat. <laughs> you know, reminds me of myself. <laughs> oh. Working this bullshit job, but, you know, you kind of just do it and deal with it. Cooking hot dogs, that's what he does, though. Yeah. This couple comes up and like, hey, buddy, I want a hot dog. He goes to get a hot dog, drops on the floor. Picks it up, puts it back on the grill. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I imagine, like, someone working at a store and just, like, someone puts something on the shelf and they just throw it somewhere else. It's like if if I'd, like, found out it ate shit on the shelf and just put it back up, (laughs) you know, which I have not done. I'm not that gross. (laughs) Let me just preface that. But anyways, so the guy gets pissed about it, as you would. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what the hell are you doing? When this... Very eccentric-looking gentleman, who seems to be—I don't know how to describe it—kind of yuppity, but at the same time, you know, he kind of carries, yeah, sleazy. Kind of carries himself as though he's better than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, begins to get in an argument with the gentleman, which is a great scene. It's a great scene because it's the most realistic argument. Yeah, in film history. All they need to do is throw out your mama in it, and then it'd been like it would have been absolutely like aces. You know, <laughs> it would have been the throw most realistic argument ever. Throwing your mama. <laughs> That's great. But uh, he gets a hot dog and he starts talking to Albert, and he's like, "I'm a photographer, Albert, and I think you're interesting, and I want to use you." Yeah. You know, here's some money. Oh, here's some more money. Come. Yeah, and at first, Albert's like, "I don't give a shit." <laughs> the bug's on you now. I don't give a shit. Uh, you know, and Albert's like, I don't, I don't care. And he keeps, you know, he's like, well, if you change your mind, here's my card, right? Yeah. Then we get introduced to another girl, or, or uh, another character, excuse me, who's this lady. Yeah. Who Albert definitely is smitten with. Uh, probably not. Probably shouldn't be. Well, yeah, we'll get into that later, though. Yeah. Uh, and she takes interest in this photographer while Albert's there. Which gives Albert this idea. I was like, well, if she's into photographers, maybe that's what I should do. So he goes to work with Ivan. <laughs> and with each photo shoot, Albert's fantasy world and his reality begin to slowly meld into one, turning him in, into a psychotic photographer of his own right. <laughs> yeah. And it ends badly for a few people, let's just say that, in Bag Boy Lover Boy. <laughs> when I first heard this movie, I was like, oh... I guess probably like a bag boy, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's a hot dog vendor. Yeah, well, the bag boy thing comes because yeah. Ivan, who the photographer, right, right. Ivan, who I love that guy. He's he so good in this job, movie. Man. He's so, like, he's a dickhead. He's he's manipulative. But he knows, and he does not care. He does not give a shit. does not care. He lets it all on Front Street. But the, where the bag boy comes from is... At the photos that he's taken, he has Albert put bags over the girl's head and act like yeah. he strangles them. So you can kind of see, like, the first, you know, everything goes okay with the first photo shoot. Albert's, you know. Yeah. But I also think that's interesting, too, because the first photo shoot's very sexual. Yes. Mostly sexual. It eventually gets a little violent towards the end, but for the most part, sexual. And Which, also, at one point after, he's like, he's like a bag boy from hell. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... You know, which is confusing to Albert, because much like Henry in the last film, he's he's got issues. Yes. Clearly he's got issues. He's a little slow. What do you, <laughs> why do you keep reacting like this? Uh, I'm, I'm going to get blackballed. <laughs> Anyways. Um, 
but the second photo shoot is has is very violent in tone. <laughs> Maybe not in execution because Henry's just poking a girl. Yeah. But in in, in ideal, it's very very violent, and it kind of yeah. blends sex and violence and success together. Yeah. In in Albert's mind, and kind of warps him, and I think that was such an interesting way to do it. You know, where like each one, each one of these photo shoots kind of like taints him a little bit more. And confuses him and like, yeah. blends this all in his head where he's like, oh, this is what this is, you know? Oh, this is the way life is, I guess. Yeah. Albert is so interesting. <laughs> like, oh, like, I would say the guy does an amazing job playing Albert, but I'm not sure if he's playing a character. I think that's just Albert. I think that's who he is, yeah. you know? like, And either that's an amazing performance or that's just that guy. Yeah. And either way, he's still awesome in the movie. If that's a performance, give that give that man an Oscar. Yeah, because it's like, good lord, like he's he's odd looking. Like maybe that's yeah. not nice to say, but he is. He he's definitely. Uh, I'm trying to think of a word for it. That's not odd. It's about the best way I could think to say it. Is just he's odd looking. And like I said, he has the accent, and he's so awkward. That he is. There's so many scenes in this film that just has my skin crawling. Not because of something crazy happening, but just because it's just so uncomfortable. Well, I think we've all been in situations where we've been around people similar. To Albert? Yeah. <laughs> on Almost on a daily basis, let me tell you. <laughs> well, I'm talking about like in school or something like that, mm. and an awkward conversation comes up. And you're just like, no, no, walk no. away. Like, don't walk. do this. <laughs> yeah. Just walk away. Like, in particular, there's a scene where these two girls come up to his hot dog stand. Oh, and they, no. And he's like, they're like, can you take a picture of us together? And Albert's like, oh, sure. You know, yeah. should I do the voice or maybe I shouldn't no, do the man's even do worse. The voice. <laughs> Fuck's sake, John. <laughs> but he's like, get closer. You know, open your mouth. Open it wider. Imitating Avi. Yeah. And it's just like, it is. Like, I had to put my notebook up in front of my face. <laughs> I couldn't watch it. I was just like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a scene that comes up a little later that I had to, I had to stop the movie <laughs> and walk through. Yeah, and which one? For a minute. The prostitute. Oh, he brings the prostitute. Oh, God. Yeah, which is it's Ivan. so long, too. Yeah, and it just like builds. It's such a great scene, though, because it just keeps building in tension until yeah. some, finally something happens, you know? But not good. Yeah. <laughs> not good. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Albert starts to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, it's so weird because it's like he kills this one girl and he like has her arms on like these like bungee cords and he's yeah. like, oh, you're scratching yourself. Yes, that's very sexy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. It's like it's you have doing the voice. It's like you have an ideal. <laughs> oh, goodness. But then like. This will be the last episode. <laughs> But it's so interesting because, like, the film on its surface could be easy to see. Like, all right, you got Albert, who is kind of like the misguided simpleton, if you will. <laughs> what? Albert like this? It, it's true. <laughs> uh, and then Ivan, who's kind of the manipulator, right? Yeah. And a lot of times you'd have the female character who, you know, much like in Star Time, wants to look after Albert, yeah. like she does in Star Time with Henry. But this, she is not like that in this film because no. she is just as manipulative as Ivan, just not upfront about it, and it's a little more buried under subtext than yeah. it is in your face. Because we were talking about it first, and I was like, "Well, I kind of think she's worse than Ivan," and you were kind of like, "What are you talking about?" And you know, when I started pointing it out to you what I was thinking, you're like, "Oh, you know, you yeah." Gotta... For instance, at the beginning of the film, she's like, she doesn't have a job, yeah, right, and she's like. 
can I have a hot dog? So Albert's like, yeah, sure, I'll give you a hot dog. But then she immediately mooches on to the next person. And this guy comes up, and they start talking about, well, you know, this and that. And they hook up. Mm-hmm. Leaving Albert in the wind. Yeah. And then later on in the movie, when you see her again, she's like, I've gotten evicted. I've got no money. i got no place oh. to go. And it's easily like, oh, man, you know, that sucks. But then he's like, why don't you get a real job like I do? She's like, I ain't flipping hot dogs. I want to do something better than that. And you're like, so you're a mooch. You're a bum. Yeah. You're just, you, you attach yourself. And then when, when Albert mentions that he might know somebody in, in you know, photography, then she's all about Albert. Oh, of course. You know. Even to the point when they go up into the studio, he even's like, oh, marry me. And yeah. It's like, oh, you have a job, marry me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, wow. It's much more subtle than, like, Ivan, who's just out there. Yeah, Ivan's just like, I don't I don't care what you think about me. He's on front street about his abuse of <laughs> Albert. Oh, yeah. You know, like, he's like... He's an ass. I'm using this guy, and I don't care who knows it. Yeah, I don't care if he knows it. You're making money, who cares? You know, who gives a Which, shit? I, I think I'd prefer that over... Yeah, at least he's honest about it, you yeah. know what I mean? She is like, you know, she's the kind of person that comes into my work who barely uh, has any money to buy a pack of cigarettes, and I'm supposed to feel bad for him when I'm like, no, I'm not feel bad for you because you're, you're a bum who used all your money on drugs. <laughs> you're a fucking bum. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's kind of like that. Yeah. You know? Sure. I, yeah, it sucks you ain't got a place to live, but why don't you go get a job? Right. You know, why don't you go try to get a job? Maybe then you'll, you know, <laughs> you'd have some money. But no, because you want to do something else, you're too good to go <laughs> work a real job until you can find something else, you know? Get out of here. Hot takes from John over here. Mm-hmm. Sorry, just the way I feel about it. You know? <laughs> if you're truly down your luck and you you've tried, then you deserve all the help in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. But if you ain't willing to try, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I, I got you. Sorry, I that had nothing to do with Backward Lover Boy there for a second. I kind of just started ranting. I think you just pictured people from your work. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like the, what this movie is. It's very much like kind of has a class orientation to it as well. Yeah. Where Ivan wears very nice clothes, and he's you know, he lives in a studio apartment with a with a with a studio where you could where he does all of his photography, and then you got Albert who's flipping hot dogs, and <sighs> you know lives in this shitty ass one bedroom, one bathroom, <laughs> you know. So it's like almost got this weird like class thing to it too. Yeah. Was... One thing I love about this movie more than anything, I was like, it takes place on like the gritty streets of New York. Yeah, it's a throwback to movies like your New York Rippers, your. Yeah. Uh... Maniacs and yes, Basket Case, yeah, something like that. That showed like the darker Especially side. Especially Basket of Case, yeah, very much like Basket Case because it does. It feels like if there was some kind of weird monster in this movie, <laughs> it'd be a Frank Hinnelauter movie. Yeah, because it has the same weird sense of humor in it, which I love. <laughs> you know, and we 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 rewatched Basket Case recently with uh, Joe Bob. Yes, yes, very good. Also, I know we're not sponsored or anything like that, of course, but. Shout outs to Shudder for bringing Joe Bob back. Yeah, absolutely. It was amazing. But, which Bag Nice little segue there. Yeah. If you, if you were listening to us talk about Bag Boy Lover Boy and you're like, man, I think I want to see that, but maybe I don't want to buy the Blu ray just in case, it's on Shudder. Yeah. So go, go watch it. I love this movie. It's really good, man. It's a, it's a bit slow. I mean, a little bit. It doesn't really get going until about the, you know, 30, 40 minute mark, and it's only an hour and 14 minutes, but the characters are so fascinating. The scenarios are so interesting. It'll have you hooked. Albert is just, like, the guy, without even trying, just grasps your attention. Because you're just like, 
Because you just don't see movies made about people like Albert. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's no movie star. No. He's just this odd, weird dude who just makes hot dogs and just wants to make hot dogs, but then kind of gets sucked into this world. He gets sucked into this, like, weird-ass loophole. Mm. You know, and we talked about, like, you know, It too is very taxi driver-ish in its descent into madness. Like, Albert doesn't start bad. Yeah. He becomes bad. You know, very, very interesting. I love this movie. I think it's super good. And also, is someone from Shudder, if you're listening to this, sponsor us. Sponsor us. We'll <laughs> gladly do a sponsor. Yeah. But, you know, this gets a big recommendation from me. Oh, yeah. It's not, doesn't have a lot of gore. There's a little bit of gore. There's a little bit. But, like, just like Star Time, it's all about the characters and the scenarios and the interesting. And, you know, we didn't, we, I don't think we talked about him enough. Ivan, the guy who plays Ivan. Oh, my God. He's so good. <laughs> He's so good at playing this, like, just douche. And he looks like Dustin Mills, oddly. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Like, when I watched it, I was like, I was like that guy looks like Dustin Mills. He looks, he looks like an older Dustin Mills. Like an older Mills. Dustin yeah. Mills. I don't think Dustin Mills is anything like Ivan, so. No, no. <laughs> yeah, if you listen to Dustin, no, you, you, you don't act like this. One guy. of my favorite <laughs> scenes in this movie is this girl. Who is has a pig nose on because oh this my is a, God, he this wants scene. Albert to be the butcher from hell in this picture, right? And at one point she stops. She's like, she's like, this goes against all my morals. I'm a vegan, and Ivan just goes ham on her, <laughs> and <laughs> it is so good. I don't think you just realized what you just oh, said. I, d- I didn't mean it, but that, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> and but that's like that's another part that kind of burnt, like I like Albert's watching this. And he's watching him just. Berater, yeah, and he just, thinks like, "Oh, that's what art is." Like, as soon as she opens her mouth and says that, I was ready with that boy hand. Yeah, with the, <laughs> the Doctor Phil knife hands. <laughs> the scene is so awesome. But uh, and the mu- we and the music. We didn't talk about the music. Oh yeah, the music, the music works very well. It's almost circusish. Yeah, if that's even a word. <laughs> Circus ish. Circus ish. I don't think it's a word. And hey, we made it up. <laughs> there we go. Put it in the dictionary, bitch. You know. Yeah. It sounds carousel-y, you know. And uh, I, it it just adds to the the bizarre nature of the film. You know, compared to Basket Case, I think it's actually really good because, like I said, if there was some kind of weird creature in a basket, deformed monster in this movie, it would be a Frank Hinnelotter film. Yeah. It's very much in the vein of Frank Hinnelotter. It's imagine like Basket Case with a much bigger budget. I don't know. I think the movie's very I mean, think what do you think about it? What's big budget in this film? Nothing really. There's nothing oh, damn. that yeah. like and that's what's so good about this and Star Time. No real there's not a lot of times special effects, but it doesn't need it. It just it just sucks you in and Holds your attention for its hour and fourteen minute runtime. Also, something I like to mention about this movie and the next one as well, but the camera shots in this mm-hmm. movie are amazing. They are really good. There's a lot of like dream sequences of Alberts. Yes, that I think are so cool. There's one at one point he's dancing in a room and he's covered in blood. And he has these sunglasses on. The shots in that are awesome. Like there's nothing going on, but I, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. I think just, it is my favorite scene in the just movie. Just the music and the way it's shot and like the way he looks. Yeah. It reminds me of something almost out of like a Nicholas Wan and Refn movie. <laughs> you know? Just yeah. so cool. I love it. Anything else you want to talk about with Bag Boy before we move on? Yeah, without necessarily spoiling what yeah. happens. The ending is awesome. The ending is bad It's very messed up and disturbing. <laughs> but it is. Oh, no, it's not 
Yeah. It's awesome, and it's disgustingly hilarious. <laughs> yes. And it just adds more to the... The movie's weird. It's a very weird movie. It's great. I, I, I want to quote it so bad, but I, I, I know I can't. Son of a bitch. <laughs> now you'll live on through my heart. <laughs> you can kind of guess what, what happens. Or just watch the movie, because this, this gets the sick on cinema seal of approval. Yes. <laughs> Put As that on your DVDs. Arrow school at the mat. Uh, disapproval <sighs> stamp, but. We won't talk about that right now. But yeah, <laughs> like I said, anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to add? I think I think it's about it. Other than just watch it, just just watch. It. I know we say that a lot on this podcast, but I'm gonna steal a I'm gonna steal a phrase from Horror's Ball. Just fucking buy it, <laughs> just because <laughs> it's that good. I think so. Anyways, I love oh, yeah. it. I, when it was over, and I was watching him just bow, 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 on the, like the Blu-ray yeah. screen, I I wanted to just hit play. I did too, and just watch it again. <laughs> I could just sit there and just watch that one segment over and over. I know again. it's just it's so good. Backboard Lover Boy is. Two thumbs up. Oh yeah. If we we don't review, I don't I, I don't necessarily call what we do reviewing. We discuss. Yeah. And then let you make your ideal yeah. if you want to see it or not. I wish some, I wish more people watched this so I could just talk more in detail about yeah. it. Yeah. But if you're listening to this, you know all three of these movies are high recommendations. You know what? A little more of a plug for us. If you've seen these movies or any of the movies that we've ever covered on here. If you see us at Horror Hound and you can recognize us, then just talk yeah, to us about it. you can it. talk to us about it. <laughs> um, yeah. All three of these movies get massive thumbs up. Oh, my God, yeah. So. I think this next one. Is your favorite. Yes. My favorite might be Bag Boy, Lover Boy. I mean, it's hard to choose, though. It's really hard to. But we move on from one little weird gem from the early 2000s to... You say early 2000s, but... Well, yeah, I meant... 2010s, I guess. Yeah, I wasn't thinking. To a movie unlike any other. This movie sits alone in a world by itself. <laughs> like, if it wasn't for, you know, the obsession part, we'd, I don't know where we'd put this movie at. There's nowhere you could put this movie. But because it's about a guy who's not all right in his head, yeah, and he has an obsession, which, you know, Albert's obsession would be... This girl and yeah. or just being respected. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and with Henry, it's becoming famous. Yeah, and fame. This one's a little more literal. <laughs> also, this is about a man. This movie will make you turn from a cat person to a dog person within an hour and 34 minutes. <laughs> this is about a man who loves his cat. And I described it to Matt as Napoleon Dynamite meets Serbian film. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true, man. And it's from 2015, and it's from the great country of Australia. It is Cat Sick Blues. The first time I heard about this movie was actually Horace Ball. I never heard about this movie, and he talked about it and recommended it, but didn't really give a lot of details about it, so I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Yeah. And I got to see it at last year's Horror Hound Weekend. And when the lights came on, I was there with, let's see, it was me, Gilbert, Jasmine, Brad, Amanda, Robbie, myself. There's seven of us. All of our mouths were open, and we were all just looking at each other like, what the fuck did we just watch? (laughs) (laughs) Man, I don't, I don't, I I don't know how to describe this movie other than batshit crazy. 
let's just get in the plot. I think it's the easiest way to start. All right. You know, I'm just going to sit this down and let, let, let you try to explain <laughs> oh, this plot. I, the plot. I don't think the plot's necessarily hard to explain. But I want you to explain this plot and tell me it's not batshit crazy. Oh, it's batshit crazy. You're talking away from the mic. You dumbass. <laughs> just explain. Just hold your mic. <laughs> just explain the damn. You got Ted. Who Ted, at one point, had a little black cat named Patrick. Who has passed on. We don't know what happened. He tells a story at one point that I don't think any yeah, fucking d- is not what happened. I'm not sure if that does happen. Yeah. I'm not and sure he, if that's reality. And he loved this cat very, very much. Maybe uh, a little bit too much. A little too much because he gets the idea that if he kills nine people, in particular <laughs> women, and drains their blood onto Patrick, it'll bring Patrick back. All the while, we also have Claire. Oh, poor who, Claire. Who Claire... <laughs> Claire has a cat who's an internet star. Uh, what is Morelda or something like that? Yes, yeah, is Morelda something like that? Yeah. Who one day a fan who is a little little special <laughs> shows up to her house and she's at first she she's, she's like, "You can't do that." Which yeah, it's fair. You should be like, but then she makes the mistake of being like, "Well, you know, do you want to meet Esmeralda?" Oh. Uh, in a struggle of trying to get her cat back. The, the, the gentleman breaks its neck and just hugs it out the damn window. <laughs> Which people walked out immediately in the screening. When that scene happened, when he turns and it's like, <laughs> people were like, nope. <laughs> and got up and left. Oh my God. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that then he rapes her. Oh. Leaves the camera that was filming the video and it eventually gets put up onto the internet. And who happens to see that video? Ted. <laughs> oh. Ted Garn's a new obsession along with trying to bring Patrick back. And lo and behold, their two stories joined forces in this <laughs> the blackest horror comedy ever made. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Let, let's just say I'm not the world's biggest fan of cats anymore. <laughs> Here's the thing. That plot, you know, you can, like, okay, you got, you got retard rape. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> what did you just say? Did you seriously just say that one on this podcast? John, it ain't 95 anymore. You can't say that word. It's what happened. Was he or was he not retarded? John. He was retarded. He was mentally handicapped. Retarded is a word that <laughs> represents that. <laughs> People don't like that word anymore. Fine, mentally handicapped rape. Does that make it any better? <laughs> it still says awful. Yes, it does. N- not only do you oh, have that. God. Not only do you have cat uh, cat killing. Oh. Right? Not only do you have people like making fun of this girl who was raped. Oh. You might be saying to yourself, well, how is it that disturbing? Ted Ted dresses like a cat. With this big plastic cat dick. That has like razors on it. Yeah. And he goes around and kills women dressed like this. And it is just... The movie... (laughs) It's hard to explain like how batshit, but at the same time, really awesome this movie is. (laughs) There's a lot... lot, The music in this movie is awesome. It's dope. (laughs) It's very, very good. There's a song in particular that happens during a a slow motion sequence. Which that scene is brutal, but awesome. And the movements of Ted. 
in that so scene. Creepy. Yeah, he just like comes lunging in, like, oh lanky oh. and like gangly. It's so Ooh. disturbing. But the scene is so good. And there's a song that shows up. I don't remember who it's by now. Man, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I, I made sure to try to download that song immediately. It's a uh, the film. The movie is very uncomfortable. Oh god, it's grim. It's probably this is up there with some of the most disturbing movies we've ever covered on this podcast. It's super, super bleak, yeah, and disturbing. But it also always manages to have this twisted sense of humor about it. Like, I'm kind of eating my words a little bit from last week's episode on this one because I was like, "Oh, that's not funny, right?" Mm-hmm. <sighs> Well, rape, the rape scene isn't funny. No, that's not funny at all. No, though, that scene is brutal. Really brutal. That, that, uh, that scene is a scene that you... And they don't really show away. anything. You never really actually see what happens. But it, it's... Just the aspect and like the ideal of what happened is like, Jesus Christ, you know? Like Also, the way uh, she reacts is probably the most like accurate portrayal. Yeah, it's very good. Like, it's very much like Camille Keaton and I spell on it great. Yeah, you know? it's... But then you cut so from disturbing. you cut from that to Ted in this like super tight red long sleeve shirt. Oh fuck! With his like gut showing. <laughs> yeah, I want that. <laughs> also, he basically put all this detail into this outfit, right? Like, anyway. he, even, he has the gloves. He has the mask. He has the dick. Yeah, but he doesn't have a tail. Oh, that's a good point. I never thought about that. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't put effort to get like, a tail. Well, some cats don't have tails. Okay, all right, fair enough, but. The cat that he's He's not a tra- furry. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this episode of uh Sick on Cinema, because this might be the last. <laughs> but he has this like and this Ooh. weird rubber cat mask that's just so crazy looking. God. And then, like you jump back and forth between these like grisly, violent killings. Oh my god. To him like nutting. Oh. Having a seizure and it's like you're like <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> One of the most disturbing but somehow comedic scenes is he brings a prostitute into the his house and jumps off the the refrigerator onto her legs, which is like holy shit. Yeah. But keep going. <laughs> Kills her. Mm-hmm. And starts walking around all weird like I'm like, what are you doing? Well what makes that scene so funny too is the music's like but then it just cuts out, and he's like... Huh. Yeah, he's just walking around. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like... <laughs> what? It's like... It, it, the the movie I can compare it to the best is like Visitor Q. Where like the disturbing nature really comes <laughs> from the fact that it's making you laugh at shit that is not... Should be should not be funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way you sound like you really said that. It should not be funny, but it is. <laughs> no... This movie is an independent gem. Yeah. Like, it is... It's up there. This Bag Boy, Lover Boy... Like, I love Star Time. Don't get me wrong. Star Time was really good. Yeah. But Bag Boy, Lover Boy and this movie are some of the highest recommendation movies I've ever given on this show. Oh, yeah. I love both of these movies. It's, this movie's twisted. It's perverted. It's hilarious. It's disgusting. It's gross. It's disturbing. It, it's just... Unlike anything else, like you can't re- like sure I call it Napoleon Dynamite meets Serbian film, but you really can't compare it to anything. There's really nothing like it, and you know that from the get to the go. 
like out of all the movies we've ever covered, there's usually in some of these movies there's your plot that's very you know simple. You know, normally the the plot in this movie is kind of simple. And it's core, it's just a slasher movie. This movie goes off the fucking rails mm-hmm. from minute one. Yeah, as soon as it starts, get back on. Like it goes miles off the tracks, the especially f- at one point. The first three mo- minutes, like the first three like arcs of the film, scenes in the film, are him like hiding under this girl's porch. Yeah, and cutting one of their heads off, and like watching this video. To him, like, jerking off to, like, this, like, cat porn thing. Yeah. To her being raped by the mentally handicapped guy. Like, that's, like, back to back to back. Yeah. You're like, Jesus Christ! We need a chill. <laughs> it's an assault. <laughs> get, 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 this is the kind of movie that you want to time out for a little bit, so you can just take everything in, but it does not give it to you. And it's also, first of all, it's shot gorgeously. Yeah. It and Bag Boy, Lover Boy both look better than their budgets. Oh, God, yeah. They're both low-budget films that exceed their budget. Oh, yeah. The acting is excellent. The music is very good. Yeah. The gore is really good. Yeah, the gore of this movie is crazy. So you combine all that together, and it's just like, it's a gem. Yeah. That's not going to be for everybody. No, this movie will divide many, many people. It's it's beyond un-PC. This movie... Is it's as close as to offensive as it gets. If someone came to me and they're like, "I was like, man, I love Cat Sick Blues," they're like, that, "That movie's dumb." I couldn't be like, "You're wrong," and here's why, because like, there's a lot of dumb shit in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> here's why. <laughs> yeah, but I'd be like, "Yeah," but like, amongst all that dumb shit is some beautifully artistic shots and like, yeah, some great storytelling and like building emotions. That yeah. you didn't really expect to get from a movie like that. To me, there is one glaring problem with the film. What is that? That is the first ending. The movie has two endings, I would say. Well, I mean... Me. You kind of have a false ending and then a regular ending. Yeah, the false ending is the biggest problem to me. It's just... When you're watching it, you're like, is this really happening? Yeah. I don't want to spoil if not that's actually what's happening or not. Yeah, you can figure you can figure that out by watching it because you should watch it. Yeah, but ultimately, I was like, man, I kind of wish this just wasn't happening. Yeah, I would much rather it just go back to like it's more grounded in reality. As bizarre and unhumanly this reality is, <laughs> I would still rather that than what's happening. Yeah, to me, that's the biggest problem. Film is like if that was completely cut out, this would be, you know, higher than it already is, which is crazy because I gave this movie high praises. I gave this movie like four and a half, which I know we don't rate, but yeah, you know, high praise. But like, it would even be more high praise without that little bitty. It's it's like it's like it's going down this weird road, right? And it hits this crazy weird bump. Yeah, that like feels like a completely different movie. Yeah, I I mean I know where they were getting at with it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, mm, I could know without it. I, I could have as well. But but then you get to the, what I would call the true ending, which is basically with the credits. And it's sad. Yeah, and like, <laughs> like <laughs> you begin to like almost feel bad 
for Ted, who you shouldn't because the dude's a psychotic pervert. He's a monster in this movie. But like the music combined with the imagery and and the ideal and like beautifully shot VHS stuff that looks like actual VHS, oh, maybe yeah. is actual old home video stuff. It could be. And you're just like almost like, man, like it hurts. Like shit. Like that's really sad, you know. And that's what's so good about this movie. You never really know. <laughs> What emotion you should be feeling? It's a roller coaster of emotions. It's like, am I am I offended? Am I disturbed? Am I grossed out? Am I is it am, am I entertained? Am, is it funny? <laughs> like, what is this? Am I sad? Am I happy? What? What? <laughs> yeah. What? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this movie that that's the perfect way to explain this movie is what the fuck? What the fuck? Agreed. It's you know if you want to say it's lowbrow. Sure, maybe it does have some lowbrowness in it with cat caught jokes and you know other things like that. But I would say this movie is a modern masterpiece. <laughs> I would say that years down the road, this is the kind of film that people will discover and be like, "Damn, that was a good year." Yeah, you know that right there is why that was a good year for horror. And uh, you can get it everywhere now, thankfully. Really, not only. Does it have its Australian release, which is probably a much better release than the one I have? It also got picked up by Wild Eye Releasings. Oh, did it? Which Wild Eye is a company that's very hit and miss. <laughs> very hit and miss. Like, some of the movies are really good, and some of the movies are absolute ass. <laughs> uh, but don't, you know, this is why, you know, it's good to give movies a try because, yeah, sure, you may get something fucking trash. But then you may also get Cat Sick Blues. Yeah. So if you're out and about at FYE, which wild eyes stuff is carried in FYE, and you see cat sick blues, grab it. If you're in Best Buy and you see cat sick blues, grab it. <laughs> Wherever you're at and you see cat sick blues, buy it. Support this movie. I don't. I just can't imagine it being sold in a store like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, wild eyes distribution deals with everybody. It's on any streaming service you want to get it on. At. Netflix. Well, I don't know about Netflix. Oh. But I'm talking about like Vudu, Amazon, uh, probably That's iTunes. Like, it's everywhere. I'm surprised there's, there are countries that's like, this movie's obscenity. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a movie that if it was made in, like, the like oh the, the mid to late God. 80s would be, like, banned in 27 countries. <laughs> yeah, this would be one of the... Catsick Blues. <laughs> well, go watch the trailer. This movie would have been a video nasty. Oh, I absolutely would have been a video nasty. It may have been too much for the, it may have been too much for the video nasties. <laughs> They'd be like, ah! oh my god! It's an excellent movie. I really, really, really love Cats and Blues. I do too. But man, this movie is so offensive, That's so time. disgusting. Mm-hmm. You really can't do it justice. You kind of just have to watch it. You just, just watch it, guys. Because your jaw is agape the whole time. Like you're just like, wow. Which I know some people come here just to hear us talk about these movies. But at the same time, it's like, if you really want to experience what this movie is like, then you got to watch it. Yeah. There might be some stuff that you might not be able to handle in it, though. That's the, that's the thing about this yeah. movie. It's, it's, it goes far at times. <sighs> and then goes right back to just being absolute weirdly funny. Like the scene at the freaking pet, was it pet grief counseling oh. group? Do I even have a wife? <laughs> <laughs> that scene, I laughed way too much. I laughed at that. hard at that scene. Dude, have a what? That's what I'm saying. Like the movie is a roller coaster of emotions. Like it goes from not the, the, the spoilers, but this is just between me and you. That damn cat. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the kills are grisly. 
They're disgusting. Super brutal. It's it's a one of a kind movie, and that's what's awesome. <laughs> if it came out to an interest theme in wrestling, it would be RVDs. Yeah, one of a kind. <laughs> Nobody got that joke, I don't think. Ah, someone out there, there's a wrestling or a fan listening. Yeah. Yeah. Th- they'd appreciate it. <laughs> we get a, Star Time gets a big thumbs up. Yes. And then Bag Boy, Lover Boy, and Catsick Blues get the sick on cinema seal of approval. It joins with stuff like Vigilante and Miss 45 and Savage Streets. <laughs> I feel like all those movies have something in common. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah. There you go. Catsick Blues, man. I mean, we are twi- sick, twisted bucks. I well. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, maybe it's kind of like the taint. I could see. I could see the cat suit blues and the taint being a good double feature. Just how oh bad. God, I didn't think about that. how batshit crazy they both are. Oh my god, we'll, we'll cover the taint one day. Oh, we're definitely gonna cover the taint one day. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for obsession, man. Like I said, one of the my favorite episodes of the prep. Oh for. yeah, I loved watching these movies. Like there wasn't a movie where I was like, oh, I don't want to really want to watch this one. To me, my favorite two are Bag Boy, Lover Boy, and Cat Suit Blues. With Star Time being a lower but still high like recommendation. Even with, like even with Star Time, like usually if we watch a movie very soon and then come back to it, you're like, oh. like I don't really want to watch. This it like again. okay, like yeah, sure, it's good, it's really good. In it's, fact, it, I think I liked it better the second time around than I did the first. I did too, I think. Um, but that's gonna be it for this episode. Where's that notebook at, Matt? So we can. Uh, Damn it! Hold on. So keep, that we can. Well, of course I'm going to keep talking. What am I going to do? Just stop talking? I don't know. What, what kind of podcast you think this is, man? Some kind of shit show? I don't know. I don't know. You set the stakes on this one. What, retard rape? Oh, good lord. Look, it's what it was. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I don't mean to be, like, offensive. I mean, we're talking about Catsick Blues. <laughs> we, uh, here, sit, sit down and get your mic. Just give me the, give, get, get, thank you. <laughs> he just kept walking around me. Ooh. So, <laughs> we vowed that every other Friday there will be an episode. Yes. And this is no exceptions. We will be gone next weekend, but the weekend after, we will be right back into it. Yes. August 31st. Friday, August 31st. Put it in your calendars. Put it in calendars. We will be doing one of my absolute favorite filmmakers of all time. The man who made me a fan of cult films. John Waters. Ooh. Big what? boy. <laughs> Big boy. Big heavy hitter right here. What are the movies we're covering, though? We will be covering Multiple Maniacs, Pink Flamingos, yes. and one of my favorites, Female Trouble. We could probably throw Desperate Living in there, too, but I think to start with the Divine Trilogy yeah, is a good way to do it. I actually have seen one of his movies before. Yeah. Everybody, I think that, that's yeah. the thing about John Waters. We'll get into that more when we do the episode. Everybody has seen at least one John Waters movie, whether they realize it or not. <laughs> yeah, I did not realize that until I was, like, I was going through his uh, page on Letterboxd. I was like, he made that? Yeah. Stuff <laughs> then, like, I, then I looked at some of the clips from his other And you're like, stuff. oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Stuff like uh, Hairspray. I'm starting to get congested. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most random thing maybe I ever said on this podcast. I don't know. There's probably some weird shit that's been said on this podcast. <laughs> but movies like Hairspray. And um, um, Crybaby, Serial Mom, you know. I've seen two of his movies. Yeah. Uh, Cecil B. Demented. Like, everybody has seen a John Waters movie, whether they realize it or not. And that's what's great about John. Polyester's another really good one. But we decided to do the Divine Trilogy. The Divine Trilogy. Yeah. 
because you know Divine was not in Desperate Living, and Desperate Living kind of was John Waters' final hurrah in that immensely gross out <laughs> style of comedy. Like he would, you know, always dabble in it and always have that in his films. Yeah, but that truly offensive style, you know, Desperate Living was the last movie. But we wanted to talk Divine because Divine was an amazing muse for John Waters. You know. So as much of a, as a celebration of John Waters is going to be, it's going to be a celebration of Divine as well. Yes. So, anything else, Matt? Before we call this an episode, I think it's been a pretty good. One. I mean, just, if you thought these movies were interesting, check them out. Kid us with that five stars on iTunes. Yeah. Give us that bam five stars in a review if you would like to. Uh, that's you spanking the five stars on iTunes. You went too far. <laughs> <laughs> that was too far. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, any, anyway, uh, make sure to like our social media if you yep. would like to. Send us uh, some emails at sickoncinema at gmail.com. Questions. Comments, concerns, anything in between. Recommendations. As well. Yeah, recommendations. We're always down for ideals for episodes. I mean, we've got an entire list. We got a, we got a calendar set. Yes. So, you so know, we may break. We could break. Hey, if someone sends us a really good idea, shit, we'll work again somewhere. Well, I mean, we were talking about something earlier that could fit into the schedule at one point or another. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see how but it goes. We'll, we'll talk about see. that off air. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, is that it? Is that all? Is that everything? Have we, have we done our jobs? I, th- I think so. All right, it's time to call it a day then. Time to call it a day, get this thing posted, get blackballed. Hell yeah, podcast. boy. <laughs> You said retard rape. Well, I calls it as a season. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, good God. But you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of. Wait, shit, I messed up. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> retard rape. Um, Why'd you say it again? <laughs> but I'm John. I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick on. Cinema. 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 I don't care if I offend anybody with the retard rapism. <laughs> <laughs>